Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Today I want to speak to you on, on part two of the red letters. And I want to speak to you on seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God. You will hear me say that constantly. And it's in reference to a particular verse in the Bible, which we'll read today. But it's, it's really everything that's based on living for God is based on that principle. It really is. It's, it's very simple to live for God. How many know that? It really is. We complicate it and we make it so much harder than it should be. And my hope today is that this message will challenge you. But let me start by asking you a quick question. Have you ever gone for something with all your determination, with all your might, you know, what, whatever that was, maybe it was in a job, maybe it was in schooling, back in high school, maybe it was college for the young adults here. Maybe your goal was to get that AA, that AS, or uh, to get to your, your BS in, in college, your, your master's, your PhD. Maybe you had a goal, right? And then you quickly fizzled out and said, oh, that's pretty hard. That's a lot of determination. That's a lot of passion. And uh, my point is here that maybe that was you years ago and you had a, a goal and, and you just, you didn't stick with it and it didn't happen. Here's what I want you to know with the things of life, that when you first seek God and his kingdom and his righteousness, the Bible says, all these other things will be added unto you. These degrees, if you pursue them, you want happiness in your home? Pursue God. I'm telling you right now, I've seen marriages saved. I've seen marriages saved, relationships restored, because they chose to seek God first. They put God first, and then God blessed them. Amen? Here's, here's also what I know, that when you seek Him first, he, lets, he also knows that you're putting aside everything that's important to you, and that you're desiring Him. And when you do that, God has a way of Blessing you in turn. God blesses those that draw nigh to Him. The Bible says if you draw nigh to Him or draw near to Him, He will draw close to you. Amen. You take a step towards it, He comes running to you. That's really how simple that is. But we make it so complicated. And we, 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 we as people, I say the church, we make it so difficult. And it's not a child can understand this and embrace it and embrace the good news. I want to read our sermon text for today, and if you'll go ahead and stand with me, it's found in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be reading from chapter tw uh, 6 and verse 25, starting in verse 25, and it says the following, Therefore I tell you, and these are the words of Jesus, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. 
If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I love that. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your word, how clear it, it really is. Lord, you're, you're telling us how simple this is. And in reality, Lord, we, we just need to pursue you and seek you and your righteousness. And Lord, you promised to take care of us. So I pray, Lord, today help us as we open our hearts and open our ears to your word, that, Lord, that we would get an understanding of what it takes to really pursue you, to seek you first. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. How many love the, those scriptures just like I do? You, especially that last one. It, it just tells you how simple this is. And in the scriptures I just read, the obvious topic he's, he's mentioning here is worry. There was ever time to worry, it's now in our generation, in this year of 2020. If you had a reason to worry, it's this year. COVID-19, the, the elections, what's going to happen this week, this Wednesday, this Thursday, this Friday, if people don't like the decisions that are made. You know, those are all logical and reasonable worries that you and I may have. But I want to remind you today that our... Our life isn't based on what goes on in this country and in the elections. Our hope is not founded on whether you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ is on the throne. It's not President so-and-so. It's Jesus Christ is on the throne and he will reign forevermore. So no matter what happens this week in these elections, no matter what happens with the immunizations or the... Uh, the uh, injections for a possible, uh, you know, cure, whenever that may be, we're, our trust is in Jesus. Yeah. Can I remind you of that today? Yes. And, and these are all reasons why people can become distracted from the real purpose they should have in their life, which is to seek Him first. See, these reasons, I, I don't believe they're by accident that these things come against us. The enemy knows his time is short. His time is increasingly becoming shorter and he's throwing things out at us that we have never experienced before as people here. Uh, in our country, I don't have to tell you again for the umpteenth time what we're facing this year in terms of divisiveness. These are things to distract you and I so that we get caught up in that moment of that distraction that it pulls our eyes off of what is most important. That is God Almighty. Amen? It's not an election. I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you the most important thing in our lives is not an election. Yeah. It's Almighty God. Amen? Yeah. Can I tell you um, about people that have disciplined themselves that don't get distracted as easily? I'm going to share about my dad. If he was here, I wish he would have been here today, but my dad is a very disciplined person. Everybody say the word disciplined. It's even tough to say disciplined, right? Because you think of all the things or all the areas where you're not disciplined in, right? And uh, my dad, for years, 
I remember as a kid, as the oldest in the family, uh, getting up, he'd get up every morning and uh, he'd be out of the house, he'd have his coffee, his two eggs, he'd listen to the radio, and then he'd get off to work. My mom would pack, pack him a lunch uh, bucket and he'd go off to work, he'd be out of the house by 7.20, 7.30, and then he'd be home by 5 o'clock, and that was clockwork for 30 years. Clockwork, like that. And it was like that all the time. Vacations, yeah, he took vacations, uh, but he'd go work. He'd go uh, do, um, he'd go prune, he'd go, um, depending on the time of the year, he'd pick grapes. Um, all those things that he'd bring us to help him, that's what he did. He was disciplined, and he still is disciplined to this day. He still gets up, he's still climbing ladders and roofs, and we got to yell at him not to do that kind of stuff. And he's a disciplined man, he knows no other way. And, and part of that's helped me, you know, I, I'm, I wish I was as disciplined as him. Uh, my brother's disciplined, my sisters are disciplined in that way because we were taught by him. But all of us can become distracted at times is what I'm trying to tell you. All of us, discipline or no discipline, I believe we can, we can do this every day. We can get up and, and, and seek God first. Amen? Amen? Yeah. I believe we can do that. We should be putting God first more than ever now. If I have to remind you to do that, you know, we're, we're already in, in, a, in a dangerous area. Here today, this is actually the first day of the week, Sunday. And you made the right choice by being here and honoring God on the very first day of the week. You are honoring God. God honors you for you doing that. Those of you that are watching online, He honors you as well. But guess what? Tomorrow on Monday, we got to repeat it like my dad would repeat and, and do the same thing. We got to do it again. We got to honor God. We may not be coming here to this building, but you still honor God. You still put Him first. Amen. Life isn't just about seeking the pleasures of this world. And again, nothing wrong with seeking the pleasures of the world in, in whether that would be a new car, a new home, uh, a new attire, new clothes. But those things can distract us from the main point of life. Life isn't about seeking just pleasures of the world. For many people, it can be said of that, that yes, they, 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 they partied hard. They lived hard. How many know people that I'm talking about when I say that? They, they knew how to party. You know, that's the first thing that they're, that they're mentioned of. And um, that's not what we want to be known as. We want to be known as people that that had a love for God, amen, that put God first in their life. Because at the end of the day, I know those people that I can tell you, it can be said of them that life was a party, and at the end of the day, their spiritual tank is empty. They have nothing to give, nothing to offer, yet they were the life of the party, possibly. Let me remind you that we have to see God Almighty with the same passion that we have, or we used to have pleasures, for pleasures of the world in. We, we should be able to seek God and say, Lord, I need you. I, I need you like I, like I want that brand new suit, or that, those brand new shoes, or, or that brand new handbag. You know, there's a passion that comes up in us. When we desire things, we should have that same passion for God Almighty. Amen. Amen. And because of that, I've got three quick points I'm going to talk to you about today. And the first one is, Seeking God is an action. Seeking God is an action. 
Can I just tell you this, and I've mentioned this before, if the very first thing you do every morning is check your social media account when you get up, Houston, we have a problem, okay? You know, that's what, I know that's what a lot of people do. They get up and they go straight into their social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What's the latest? What's the latest juicy gossip that I can see and hear? Who fought who? What did they say about that person? And on and on and on. Instead of possibly saying, Lord, hey, thank you for this new day. You know, no day is promised to us. And here I am able to take advantage of another day. I may not have everything I've wanted, but Lord, you've given me life. Like what I say every Sunday that we come here, Lord, thank you for life. Uh, I don't ever want to take that for granted. And I don't want you to take that for granted. Seeking God is an action. It takes action on your part to seek him. But here's, here's the problem with our world today. We, this year, because of all the division, all the hate, we have... Karen's popping up all over the world. Can I tell you that right now? There, there's Karen's popping up all over the world. There's hate like never before. We're seeing it. It's, it's no longer hidden down here. It's just out and overt. And, and, uh, and people are hating on each other. We can't agree to disagree agreeably anymore. And that's not a place to be. It's not a fun place to be. And all that is to distract you from seeking God. See, seeking God is an action. Let me remind you what verse 25 says. If we can put those verses back up on the screen. Verse 25 said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body, more than clothes? And if you skip down to verse 32, listen to what verse 32 says. If we can get that up on the screen. Verse 32 says, For the pagans, pagans were reference to unbelievers, for the unbelievers run after all these things. Are you running after these things? Are you chasing after those things? Because here's, the, here's what I've discovered, that when you chase after God first, these other things come towards you, are deposited at your doorstep. I'm, I'm not kidding I'm going to give you an example of that right now. This, I was telling somebody this, this afternoon, this keyboard, that's a brand new keyboard we have right here. I don't know if you've noticed that in the last two weeks. Brand new keyboard there. How many know keyboards, electronic keyboards are not cheap? My, um, the, the president of the company I work for annually gives us a nice donation to go down to Mexico. Of, uh, she gives us $10,000 every year and donates that out of her goodwill and heart. and We're not doing that this year. And so she asked me a couple months ago, hey, uh, Pastor Rick, what, how can I be a blessing to your church this year? And of course, I, I always hate to ask. I feel so awkward because I don't, I don't mix the work and, and what we need with my work. But if they come to me, that's a different story, right? So she came to me and asked me. And so um, there's a million things we could, we could ask for. I could ask for cash. I could do this and that. But... I said, we need a new keyboard. I know Bianca's been wanting a different keyboard. And so I said, Bianca, I want you to look for the one we need. And then we're going to give her the model number. And we're going to tell her how much it costs. And so we did. I emailed that to her. And within a few weeks, we had that. that 
that was a blessing right there. Do you see that when you seek God first, these blessings come to your doorstep. You don't even ask for them. God says that He'll take care of you. He says He clothes the birds of the air. And, and there's some amazing, beautiful birds out there in the air. And, and if you look at them sometimes, when you look at birds out there in nature, you're going, man, that's a beautiful blue, red, green, all in one bird. That's a beautiful bird, Lord. He clothed that bird. He clothed the, the lilies of the field, the Bible says. He, he spun those, those flowers. And he said, you think that's beautiful? I want to take care of each of you even more above and beyond that. And so that's just a little example of how God takes care of us. Every one of you can share something along those lines that God has just blessed you with because of your faithfulness. And I want to remind you today that, that that's what God does. Amen? Now the Word of God says that the unbeliever, the unbeliever is the one that is worried about these things. Worried about what to eat, what to wear, and so forth. We shouldn't have as believers that same attitude. Our attitude should be different. Our attitude should be of, I'm going to seek God first because I know He's going to provide for me. When verse 33 says this, but again, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Let me remind you again, don't seek things first, seek God first and then all these things will be given to you. I'm not trying to say that God is a Santa Claus or a genie in a bottle, don't get me wrong, okay? But God loves you so much that He wants to grant you every desire. He wants to bless you in your household. He wants to fill that spiritual tank, that love tank, that emotional emptiness that you have. He wants to fill that. And in that process, He gives you all the things that you need. Amen? Don't seek things first. Seek Him first. Then all these things will be added unto you. The second point is that seeking God is a posture. Have you ever done this and knelt and prayed? I'm sure each of you have at some point. And uh, maybe if it wasn't to God, maybe it was in front of your spouse going, please forgive me. But seeking God is a posture. We all have to seek God. So what I mean, let me give you an example that when I first met Anna, I met her in the church. Uh, I met a church girl, okay? A church woman. I met a church woman. And uh, she had already established in her life and in her lifestyle choices that she was going to seek God first. She didn't have time to mess around and, and, and do the things that, that were going to distract her off of that. She chose God first. She, that, what does that mean? That means that she was in church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. For them, it was all day. They See, they lived in Napa and went to church in Sacramento. They stayed in Sacramento all day. And they did that every Sunday. And then they did that on Wednesday nights. And then they did that on Friday during the youth group uh, activities. So um, they were busy. Church was their life. And those were the decisions that her family had made at that time. She took the posture of being sold out for God, seeking God first. That is why God has blessed her. That is why God has blessed her with the things that she has wanted from her heart. Amen? Like me and her daughters. <laughs> what Anna had learned early on is that when we seek God, 
One of the definitions I mentioned already is to bow to Him. We bow when we seek God. When we worship, we're actually bowing to God. We're bowing to Him. Anna learned to bow to Almighty God at a young age. And just like she learned, we must all learn to bow to Him, to Almighty God. Remember, if you're not bowing to Almighty God, you're bowing to something else. Something else will take that place of God. I can assure you of that. Perfect example is football season right now. We can, we can all shout, yes, touchdown, and get crazy for our team. Again, nothing wrong with that, but if you could never do that for Almighty God, we've got to check our priorities. We've got to check our priorities, amen? So today you, have may, you may have come and have bowed in your spirit. You may have come and you may be bowed in your, in your, in your heart to Almighty God. That, that is a posture. Remember, God looks on the inward parts. He doesn't look on the outward part. He looks on the inward. Are you bowing inwardly? Bowing just means simply this, that He is first in your life. And that you are totally depending on Him. Are you depending on Him today? That He is your everything. And then our third point. In order to have Him be your everything... Seeking God is being humble. You must learn to be humble. Humble. Everybody say that word, humble. humble. When you don't have humility, you start exalting yourself. How many know that pride will come back and knock you down? Never see anybody lift themselves up? And sure enough, within time, may not happen that day or that week, but enough time passes, pride's going to fall down. Pride always falls the Bible says that pride always comes before a fall, that you will fall eventually when you puff yourself up in the eyes of men. In fact, the scripture says this in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. The word of God says this, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The scripture says, humble yourselves. Each one of us need to humble ourselves. Cast all our cares on him because he cares for you. Let me, as I, as I close at this time, let me quote from Andrew Murray. He was a great man of God in the 1800s, but he said the following. I love these quotes. Humility is the path to death. Death of self, so Christ can truly reign. See, the opposite of humility is pride. When you're not humble, you're proud. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being proud. Proud of your, of your family, proud of your children, proud of achievements. That's fine, that's great. You should be proud of, of, of what you've accomplished. I'm talking about a, a stinking spirit of pride inside that, that can come out. And you know what I'm talking about. You, you recognize it when you see it. And, and we see this at work. We see this... On TV, you know, the spirit of pride. Pride is when you lose the attitude that your dependence is fully on Him and you believe you are responsible for your own life. That's what pride is. When you feel that you are in control of all of your life, that's what pride tells you. It tells you, I got this. I don't need a God. I don't need anybody to come along and help me. That's truly what pride is. 
Pride is also this, is when we know you have a need and we may come up to you and say, hey, is there anything I could do for you? And you say, no, I don't need your help. That's also a form of pride. Humbleness would say, yeah, I could use that help right now. I really do need that help. That's what humbleness would do. So I want to remind you today what Jesus said and what Jesus did in a, another scripture here found in John chapter 5 and verse 30. Jesus, we know, humbles himself as he went to the cross. Listen to what he, what he said. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You see, even Jesus had to humble himself. Jesus had to humble himself before he went to the cross. He couldn't just say, well, I'm the son of God. I can call fire down from heaven. I can call angels down from heaven. He had to humble himself and submit himself to the will of the Father. My full dependency is on him today. How about you? Let me ask you a question today as we close. What can I do to seek God first? What can I do to seek God first? In, in your life, I want you to ask yourself that question. What can I do to seek God first? What areas can I humble myself in? What areas do I need to humble myself in? Are there areas? And, and those of you that are married, ask your spouse. They'll straighten you out real quick. They'll tell you. If you don't believe me, try that today. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.